Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing Plus and Minus Episode 7 of the Taiwanese BL Drama Series. I know, peeps, I should have done this review quite a while ago, but it's been an interesting three weeks, and I finally got around to it. I have watched this episode multiple times, I have to say it's... It's one of Anna's personal favorites in this series. I think it is my personal favorite so far. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know, though, because the last one, not so much. But the one after, before, after this is pretty good, too, except there's one part that you might not want to have the kitties there for. But anyway, episode seven. This opens with Jing having to have a conundrum. The conundrum is... Other than Anna forgot to turn off her... um, Okay, there we go. Notifications. The conundrum is... Jing is having trouble. Not because Fu Ligong likes him. That's not the problem. The problem is Jing is sitting there going... We've known each other since we were kids. We've been friends as long as I can remember. And I think it's interesting because it opens up with Fu Ligong and Jing... In utero, looking both like little blobs. And then it shows them when they're like three-year-olds playing together. And then as they're growing up. And he's basically saying, you know, I don't want to lose a friend, possibly, if this relationship wouldn't work out. The whole, can you really date your best friend conundrum. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it's like, oh, that would be a bloody disaster. It just depends, really, on the situation, the people, etc. I think, though, that is the main thing that is the the mental stumbling block for Zing, as it were. Because he's sitting there going, I don't want to lose my friend, who I have trusted and known for so very long, because we decide to see if we could possibly make it as a couple in a romantic relationship. So he's sitting there with Nikita, having a a beverage, visiting about this conundrum. And she says, you know, whatever you decide to do, make sure that you're sincere about it and make sure that you clear it up so there's no basically room for misunderstanding that they're not going to sit there and go I wonder what Xing meant by this and so he then looks at Nikita and he goes thank you and he walks out we then go to Fu Ligong who is with his wrist in a cast hitting the baseball bat with the other hand I believe at the batting cage because he's really angry he's sitting there going basically I think I mean no offense we don't really have a little what do you call it, subtype for Fu's brain, but I'm going, you know, it doesn't really take much to figure out that Fu's probably sitting there going, what on earth did I do? Kissing this person, deciding to go ahead and tell them what I really thought. It's been 10 years. Why didn't I just keep things the way they are? And you can tell he's sitting there going, I don't want everything to fall to pieces because I decided to initiate that first step to possibly say, I wish she won you which means I really like you in Mandarin. But anyway, so Fu Gong is doing that. At the same time, Jing comes up and he goes, Fu Gong, why are you throwing the baseball bat around in that way? And Fu Yan just keeps throwing the baseball bat. And Jing then comes and he goes, Fu Gong, are you 
are you scared? Is that is that the problem here? Are you are you frightened? And he he comes over and he faces Fuli Gong and he also grabs Fuli Gong's wrist, not like he's trying to you know, stop Fuli Gong or he's just trying to get him to pause and think for a minute. And he says, Are you are you frightened? Is that what's going on with you? And Fuli Gong goes, Yes, I'm basically terrified because what if the fact that I'm starting to care for you more than a friend makes it so that everything falls apart and our friendship goes down the drain because of all this? And so he's fully gone sitting there going, you know, I don't know what to do with this and I'm basically terrified. And Zing goes, you're right. We can't turn back the clock fully gone. Okay, we can't erase the fact that you told me two evenings ago that you liked me. We can't change that. And for the guns, like, oh darn, there goes my best friend. There goes the fact that I should have probably kept my mouth shut. I've been keeping it shut for ten years. Da, 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 da. And you can tell for the gong sitting there going, I have just absolutely, totally, irrequivocally, irrequivocably broken this friendship down. There's no way to fix this. And so he turns to turn away from Jing, not like he's leaving, just like he's sitting there going, I really don't want my face to show how much this is hurting at this point in time. And it's then that um, Jing grabs him and passionately kisses Fuli Gong back after two days of thinking about it. Now, I do think this is interesting because everyone was saying in the comments, basically, you know, why was Jing shocked that Fuli Gong liked him? He kind of knew this since high school, especially when he was drunk, etc. But I think the thing that's interesting with people is when they get into situations that are slightly tense, meaning that relationships are on the line, misunderstandings could arise, people are frightened about the what-ifs, as it were. It's like there's a delay. It's like, for Jing, I think he needed a couple of days to sit there and go, I'm okay with this. It's going to take me a little bit of time to process this. I have to go from, you know, knowing this person as a friend for all these years to realizing that I care about them more than a friend and that they realized it first. And how are we going to get over this? What are we going to do? How are we going to cross this bridge? And for Jing, I think he needed a couple of days to process that. Whereas Fu is sitting there going, Jing doesn't like me. That's why he isn't, you know, responding. I will say Jing did respond the first day, but his response was, why do you like me? Why do you like me in that way? And I think it's interesting because that's what he says when he comes up to the batting ring. He goes, Fuzi Gong, why do you like me? And we don't really get an answer to that question in this episode. But anyway, they have a passionate moment. After that moment, Fuli Gong kind of steps back and goes, are you, are you still scared? Because he could tell that Fu had been scared as well. Or not Fu. Fu could tell that Jing had been scared as well. And Jing's like, no, I'm not scared at all. As long as you're by me, I'm perfectly fine. And so that's kind of how their relationship starts off. I think it's interesting because, you know, a lot of people think that finding your partner or soulmate is all this grandiose fireworks and, you know, flair and panache. And I'm not saying it's not. I think it can be. Sometimes it, it does work that way. But I often think it's interesting how some of the best relationships, kind of, you really wouldn't guess it, but it's like it just turns into something. It's like, oh, 
They're perfect for each other, and they realize it, and it worked out perfect. Who's up for them? But anyway, with Fulijong and Fuligong and Jing, they have decided to become a couple. The next morning is boogie hilarious because Fuligong gets up and Jing has already gotten up. He has already gotten like 10 different breakfast dishes out on the table and he has got them all arranged. He says, good morning. And Fuligong's like, I really, um, I, I, I can't quite figure out why Jing is so peppy this morning because usually I'm the one up making breakfast or getting breakfast. And Jing says, here, come, come sit down. I got all this food because I've realized that for years you have gotten breakfast for us and you always get something different. So I'm not exactly sure what your favorite thing is. So is it, is it this or this or this? And really comes looking at him going, he really is trying so hard. It's adorable. And he says, I know you, Jing, like the steamed bun with egg. And Jing goes, I basically, I know I like that, but I'm trying to figure out what you like. And it's then that he pulls out a giant glass vase and he sits on the table and Fuli Gong's like, okay, what's with the vase thingy? And then Jing pulls out a single long-stemmed red rose and he puts it in there and he says, this is, this is our first official day of dating, Fuli Gong. And Fuli Gong is sitting there going, this is hilarious. And so anyway, they have their official first day of dating. Um flower thoughts thing. I'm really not sure in the BL dramas because I'm going, I, there's only a few guys I know that would ever want flowers. And I'm not just talking, I mean, I just, yeah, I can really only say a couple of guys I know who would even remotely enjoy flowers because it's just not their thing. So I'm going, I really don't get why in BL drama we usually have the guys getting each other flowers. Because in real life, same-sex couples who are guys that I know would never get each other flowers. They might go get other things, tool sets. I don't know, things like that. Not to be weird, I think tool sets are cool personally too. Way better than a dozen roses, but that's really beside the point. The point is, is I don't get the whole affixation with flowers that we see like in this series or my engineer, for example, or... Um, I think it's called Closer Than Friends. It's the new Thai BL drama series starring Om and Touch. But anyway, I just don't get the affixation with flower bouquets. But anyway, moving on. So, then we go to Yuki and Mr. Lai. Mr. Lai has had um, Ling Ling over for a visit, and Yuki has kind of been there for the visit a little bit, playing with Ling Ling. And as they're playing, Mr. Lai comes in and Ling Ling says, you know that Yuki is like a actor star dude and you are like an ordinary passerby dude. So it's really interesting you two are together. And she's not saying it, even though it sounds kind of rude, she's saying it in a very non judgy way because Mr. Lai isn't the kind of person that everyone's going to turn around and go, oh, look at Mr. Lai coming down the street. Whereas Yuki, for some reason, people go, oh, look at Yuki coming down the street. I don't get the hair toss thing. But anyway, everyone has their own thing. So anyway, Mr. Lai starts chasing 
Ling Ling around. And as he's chasing Ling Ling around, she comes across um, the bed and across the field of where Yuki is, uh, standing there by the bed. And Yuki just pauses and kind of brushes Mr. Lai's hair back a little bit and kind of like pat pat him. And Ling Ling kind of looks up and goes, but Dad, I will always love you with my heart in a special spot, even though Yuki's here too. And Mr. Lai's like, what does that mean? And Yuki then says, you know, I really have something I have to do today. And so he leaves early. He doesn't stay the night there that night. And you then see Yuki in an alley with this cat. And he says, if I, if I bring you food every day, will you come home with me and be mine? And he says, maybe that's just too much to ask of basically Mr. Lai, that if I, if I make basically his life better, is it okay for me to stay with him? Is it okay for me to be there and to not, to not have to leave? And I think this is the episode that I finally got what's up with Yuki, because I'm going throughout this whole series up until episode seven, I was like, what is Yuki's motive? What is he trying to be with Mr. Lai for? There has to be a reason. There has to be a motive. And I was like, you know, no offense, but I'm going, is he just leading Mr. Lai along? Or is he really being honest with him? And I think and it boils down to it with Yuki. He really just wants to have someone on the planet who he belongs with. Now, I think that the reason that he picked Mr. Lai to try to be with was because, number one, Mr. Lai is a good dad, which for Yuki was kind of a big deal since he didn't really have a dad growing up, I think is kind of the connection there. So he's like, I want to be with someone who's a good dad. Also, I think he really does like kids and Ling Ling is super cute. I mean, I don't mean it weird, but it's like, I can totally see why he wants to have Ling Ling in his life too. So anyway, we kind of figure out why Yuki wants to be with Mr. Lai with this little scene about the cat and him. The next day, Yuki goes back to the laundromat and he kind of meets Mr. Lai as he's coming in to open the shop. And when he comes in, he says, Mr. Lai brings Yuki some chamomile tea on a tray with a nice cup and teapot and saucer and all that. And he says, here, this, this will help you sleep. And Yuki kind of looks at me and goes, I feel like maybe I'm disturbing you and Ling Ling while she's here for her visit. And Mr. Lai says, no, no, you're not disturbing Ling Ling or I, either of us. It's perfectly fine. And he says, why, Yuki says, why are you being nice to me? Why are you being so nice to me? And Mr. Lai then goes over and he kind of takes off his glasses. I think he takes off, Mr. Lai takes off his glasses when he wants to say something very important. I don't know why, it's just kind of his thing. But anyway, Yuki can tell that Mr. Lai is not saying anything, so he's like, well, Mr. Lai's just being nice. We had a moment, but that moment's passed, and yeah. So he's like, you know what? I gotta go. Um, thanks for the tea. And as he's leaving, Mr. Lai says, Rev Yuki, just a moment. And then he comes over, crosses around the town. Now, I do have to say the mood music for this is a it's a little much, in my opinion. I don't know what's up with the mood music in this. It's like very orchestral and dramatic. And I'm like, it's not that dramatic. And even if it were, we, we could do without the mood music. But anyway, so Mr. Lai comes over and he says, you know, this is the, the second time that I've tried to um, 
have a romantic relationship. And it is different than the first time when I was with Leeling's mom. So I'm not basically particularly good at this, but that does not mean that I do not like you. And that does not mean that I do not enjoy being around you because I think being with you is very interesting and you're a very nice and kind and gentle person, Yuki. And, and by the way, Ling Ling really likes you too. And it's at this point that Yuki just sits there and starts smiling and basically just gives Mr. Lai a big hug and he says, you know, being with you is like the happiest thing in my life right now. And I just want you to know that. And basically he's, he's kind of just smiling like, I'm so glad Mr. Lai likes me. And Ling Ling likes me too. You can just tell Yuki's like, my, my like factors for the day have gone up and I'm so happy right now. So anyway, that's kind of where we're at in the storyline. Now, I do have to say this is my favorite episode of the entire series because you really do get to see how people process things and how sometimes there is a delay. I know that I actually was reading about this online. There's a kind of condition, I forgot what it's called, where people, when they come to something that is really emotionally overstimulating, perhaps, they will be delayed. And it will take them like two days to process something before they can reach a decision on it. It doesn't mean that they're slow or stupid. It simply means they have a delay because they have to sit there and think things through and kind of let it percolate in order to make sense of it before they move forward. And I think this episode really showcased that effect with Jing. Because Jing, you think for a minute, oh, he's going to turn down Fru Ligong and make Fru Ligong feel like a fool for liking him. Which, you know, it's one thing to turn someone down. It's another to make them feel like an idiot. So I think those are two separate things. But you, I think most people watching this are, you know, it could go either way with this. Of course, being a Taiwanese BL drama series, we all know which way it's going to be because that's predictable. And one of the reasons I really like Taiwanese drama series is, but anyway, so... Overall, I would give this episode an absolute 10, but now we come to the highlight for people who have loved I Do Be Loved in House. It's at the very end of this episode, and one of the reasons it is my favorite of the series so far, peeps, because Shi Li and Xia Jin resolve their conflict. Okay, what happens is after... Fu Ligong and Jing become a couple that first day. They go to the office. They meet with Shi Li, who thinks that they're going to take his case, get him, have him get the divorce from Jin Yuzin. However, they instead have Jin Yuzin come in and they say, you both came in to our offices at the exact same time asking for the exact same thing and you are a couple. So in order to make this completely fair and equitable, we are going to have you both here for a basically session where we talk to each of you to see if we really can go ahead and process your divorce. And Shelley says, well, I want both of you to be my lawyers. And Jin Yusin says, whatever he's paying you, I will pay you double so that you can be my lawyers. And Shi Li looks at him and goes, okay, you will pay double 
Well, I would pay them for law firm fees, but you were upset that I was buying the camper this last year. And Jinyusin says, well, you should have asked me about the camper this last year. And Shili says, well, it's my money. I can spend it on a camper if I want to. And so we have this lovely little bickering thing going on. I'm like, I don't know what's up with the boys. To me, it's it's kind of silly to Jinyusin to be mad at Shili for buying a camper because... It really was Sheely's own money, so I'm like, if Sheely wants to buy it on a camper, let him buy it on a camper. It's his money. And for Jin Yuzin, he apparently liked a car, and if he wants to buy the car, it's Jin Yuzin's money. So why do they need to fuss about a camper and a car? I don't know. A lot of a lot of marital discord could be saved, I think, if people just stepped back for a moment and went it's really not worth the upheaval. So anyway, they're bickering about their campers and cars and whatnot. And <laughs> Fruli Kong and Jing are sitting there and they're going, Jing turns to Fruli Kong and goes, how much do these two hate each other? So anyway, Fruli Kong takes Jin Yuzin and they record him in third person to kind of do kind of an interview with him. And they take Shili to the other room to kind of wait until they're done with the interview. But what they don't tell Jin Yuzin is the interview tape is being viewed by Shili. And Fu Gong asks Jin Yuzin, he says, can you tell me about yourself in third person? And he says, well, I'm, I'm very driven. I'm a boss, and sometimes I can be a little unkind to others because I'm so focused on perfection and trying to get everything right that I can be a little bit too, I forgot the word used, but basically fanatical about it. And for the gun goes, okay, now can you describe your marriage in third person? And Jin says, well, from the outside looking in, it looks quite harmonious, but they're constantly bickering. And they always used to eat meals together at the kitchen table. And now that kitchen table is full of their projects. And I think part of the reason is they both work at the same same business. And so because of that, they're always competing with one another because of their temperaments. And neither one of them wants to lose. So it's kind of a big problem because neither's letting go of the, you know, the issue. Kind of reminiscent of the camper and the car thing. I mean, really. But anyway... So then Philly Gong says, well, can you, can you tell me when you first met him? What, what was your initial thoughts? And you can say this in your own words. You don't have to say this in third person. He says, well, I remember, I really liked that he had a very basically sweet spirit about him, cute dimples, and a very nice smile. And Philly Gong was like, okay, this is interesting. And then he says, now, can you tell me, will you still be friends with Shili after your divorce? Do you plan on ever seeing each other again? And Jin Yuzin kind of sits there for a minute and he goes, well, I hope that once this is all said and done, when we get the divorce, maybe it will help us so we won't fight so much because we won't be married anymore. But maybe we can still be best friends and be there for each other, even if it's not in a married way, so that we can tell each other at the end of the day our triumphs, our struggles, so that we can eat a meal together in peace with harmony. And I can tell him what a good job he's done 
and how much I really do appreciate his hard work and the fact that he really, really loves me, which is difficult because I know how I am, basically. Now, at this point, we have the camera go to Shili because Junior Zin is kind of sitting there crying. He's broken down. And Shili is sitting there sniffing and rubbing his, his shirt over his eyes, going, I'm not going to say I'm sorry. I'm not going to fix this. We're getting a divorce. But at the time that Jin Yuzin breaks down and says, I'm going to tell him how much I really appreciate that he loved me so well. It's at this point, Shili loses it. He cannot hold on to his his reasons any longer. He rushes in and he gives Jin Yuzin a giant hug. And Jin Yuzin is sitting there going, I don't know where this came from. You can tell he's just going, I'm not sure what's going on with Shili. And Shili says, you know, the first time around, you rushed to hug me. And you told me we were going to be there for our company. And we were going to be there for our family. That was our promise to one another when we started. So we basically need to keep that promise. And Junior's sitting there going, um, Shili, does this mean that we're not getting, that we're, we're, we're reconciling? Does that, is that what this means? And Shili's like, Yes, yes, it does, Junior's in. And he just kind of punches him on the shoulder. I don't know what it does with the shoulder punch thing. But anyway, if it works for them, good for them. So the two of them then turn to the lawyers and say, how how much is it for today's um, fee? And they say, well, since you guys aren't getting the divorce, we'll just do a a basic fee for consultation. And you guys can just, you know, pay that and that's all. And Shili says, okay, that, that's fine. And Jinju then says, I'll, I'll pay half of that so that it's taken care of evenly between us two. And Shili then grabs his hand and says, come on, let's go. And he says, how could we? And Shili's just leaving the office going, how could we have ever thought about getting a divorce? And Jinju then is just laughing after him. I'm going, I knew that was how it was going to work. I'm going, the boys got mad. The boys said things they shouldn't about campers and cars. And she, it all worked out once they sat down and actually said what they were really thinking about each other. I'm going, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I'm hoping they do come out with an I Do Be Loved in the House too, so we can see their family grow and Sheely's mom again, because she's going to be a great grandma of the dimpled kid and the kid who probably has a lot of allergies and needs anti-itch spray because he's Junior Zen's kid. So anyway... I'm just saying, I'm really looking forward to I Do Be Loved in the House 2. It's like Bad Buddy 2. Can you guys imagine what Bad Buddy 2 is going to be like? I mean, we have Ink and Paw, and we have Pat and Pran, and if they have kids, it's going to be so cute with the dimply kids, and I'm just saying. And then we have the whole, how are the grandparents going to handle it? Yeah, that's going to be funny. I'm really looking forward to that one. But anyway, that is the end of Episode 7 of Plus and Minus. I would highly recommend this episode. It is my absolute favorite of the series because you do have Shili and Jin Yuzin work things out. You also have Fu Li Gong and Jing kind of sort out where their relationship is headed. And you also have, surprisingly, Mr. Lai take a step forward when you're sitting there going, I really can't believe he did that. But, you know, it's like I was talking with one of my friends once and they were like, because I was saying, you know, Sometimes people seem so hesitant, but yet they will step over that hurdle. And they said, they said, well, 
the hurdle is worth stepping over. And if it's worth stepping over, oftentimes people who you don't think will be capable of stepping over it will because they know that it's worth it. And I was like, for Mr. Lai, it was worth it. And you know, I think at the end of the day, despite Yuki's apparent maybe negatives that he could bring to a relationship, and I know everybody usually thinks, oh, he's good looking, but really looks are kind of immaterial, in honest opinion. But what I think is interesting is they both complement each other in different ways. For example, Yuki balances out Mr. Lai's practicality and helps him live a little, and also helps him with Lele. And Mr. Lai balances out the precocity of Yuki to help him be a more steady person. And it's kind of interesting to see those two together. And that is my review. But you can definitely watch this on Vicky Rukatan. It's free, although if you do pay for the premium membership, no ads, peeps. Just saying. Check it at the round table. Bye! Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels, The Hand Network, Check It Round Table, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses, R-O-S-E-S, out of the snow, O-U-T-O-F-S-N-O-W at gmail.com. And you can support us also on Venmo. The, the connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R. The last four to verify are 1143. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.